So this is the inaugural uh, Get Off the Internet Deep Dive podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's so, go. Yeah, yeah Kevin, uh, Kevin got me uh, kind of an, and as a precursor, started on this with uh, kind of a cleanse on my phone, and it's been a, a nice break kind of staying off and, uh, yeah, kind of uh, detoxing in that way. Yeah, for sure. I found it's been beneficial to me. It's actually kind of funny that somebody hacking my Instagram would actually give me a sort of a impetus to, uh, to kind of clear out things and, and kind of get off, get off the social media a little bit and the mind viruses. Was, was that the catalyst? <laughs> I didn't realize that. Well, no, I think I was kind of heading that direction anyway. I'd already deleted my TikTok before that. And, uh, at least off my phone, it's still, it's still available if somebody can track me down, but it's <laughs> not something I'm engaging with at the moment. Fair, and I think I'll always yeah. kind of keep the cryptic cocktails one up now just cause it's, you know, it's, it's kind of innocuous. It's just there, you know, if people need to reach me. Um, but I'm not really, I don't really scroll with that one. I think, I think I kind of got with the, um, with the oyster whisperer thing, trying to do the oyster project and feeling this need to like constantly post stuff, um, became sort of a, uh, a burden at a certain point. Yeah. It can get into a negative cycle in that way and not be a benefit in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So how's things? How's, how's the, uh, how's the spiritual journey? Um, it's been ups and downs, man. Just trying to, I think in the physical world, trying to find work's been difficult. So, and, and figure that out. But, um, um, I think at the spiritual journey, I've just been trying to, uh, kind of stay, uh, stay grounded and, and, um, stay optimistic and like have faith. So it's been, uh, I've just been trying to, you know, take it day by day and take it like with the low stress. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you ever tried any like money manifestation things? Uh, not quite. I haven't quite gotten into too much of that. Um, just kind of just trying to um, meditate uh, every day and and stay kind of um, you know at a, at at a at a balanced like place and not up and down and kind of my uh, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. We actually, Kimber and I were talking about for the first episode of the the sort of the mainstream podcast about doing meditation as like the the get off the internet, you know, kind of a vibe. <clears throat> and um, you're not much of an experienced meditator, right, Kimber? I'm not. Not yeah, at all. No, she. So she's not. I I am, but I'm out of practice. So yeah, we might I've, have I've, to. Uh, we might have to get some pointers. Yeah, I think there's some good like basic ones. I've I just kind of uh, conglomerate con. Like take a take in a bunch of uh, different I think practices from different people yeah. and kind of. I make like congramulate. That's a good. That's a good word. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I think you should start using that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your What's your meditation practice of of preference? I mean, it's mostly like I would say like a mindfulness practice and mm-hmm. uh, using certain like visualizations um, to kind of put my consciousness, you know, in different different spaces and so to to kind of uh give myself a a watcher perspective so i'm not like so caught up in my you know in my thoughts sure um and then kind of depending on uh what's it oh no are you are you like one of the uh push your thoughts down or let them happen types i like just letting them flow Mm because i think that's uh not it's like their thoughts are always going to be there, um, whether you want them or not. And so just allowing yourself a different perspective for me, at least in my practice of like allowing myself a different perspective with my thoughts and just kind of looking at them kind of like a movie screen, right? Uh, like a reel and just 
letting them like flow by and once i get into that frame of mind i'm able to kind of detach a little bit more and get into some more um abstract i would say headspace you know that's not so um chaotic mm-hmm yeah, I feel like there are definitely two different types of meditation. Well, I mean, there's a, you know, every different person is a different a type bunch, of meditator, yeah. right? <laughs> but I, I feel like myself, I want to do that. Like, I want to let the thoughts percolate, but I have this tendency to be like, you know, to like, to like, to like take the broom and like try to like you know, push them to the side. And, you know, I, I think that you're kind of on the right, on the right track with that. And I, I think I should probably allow myself a little bit more leniency with those, with those thoughts. Um, but you know, I just find them annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, what did, what do they say in Buddhism? It's like the monkey mind, right? The it's monkey like, mind. It goes, yeah. Yeah. It goes in a bunch of different directions and, and it's about just kind of more befriending these parts of us that we've, uh, pushed away for a long time. Right. Like, uh, Jung says in terms of like dealing with the shadow. Yeah. Um, and like once you go more into those parts of us that are uh, that we've kind of pushed away that we don't want to like see or d- distract ourselves from then you can kind of you see it for what it actually is and it's not not a scary thing in the end yeah i agree with you i mean uh, we've both done a lot, we've talked about shadow work a lot and i'm sure we'll get into that over over the course of things but uh yeah, I, I kind of, I think I've broached this topic with you, but I'm not sure if we ever came to a, to a conclusion with that, with the shadow work. Like, there's definitely a shadow, but do you think that there's something that's, like, out, outside of the shadow that acts like a shadow? That's just something that you need to get rid of? You know? Um, or, or does everything just need to be come to terms with? Or is there some stuff that you just, like, is outside, <laughs> like, pushing in that, on that, Oh, I see. Like outside forces. Yeah, that kind of act like they're you, but they're not really. Like maybe they're they're, you know, something coming in that's that's not something you need to actually come to come to terms with. Yeah, I'm sure there's like elements of that definitely, um, at at, at moments, right? Because it's like uh, I rem- I'm reminded of the quote. I forget which verse, but in the Bible of like uh, Jesus uh, saying that our battle isn't against the earthly principalities but against light and dark so i think there's those realms of coming into play but in terms of our in terms of my journey right in my my personal journey um what i can personally interact with and what i've seen um and, and interact with in terms of part of my shadow and understood it for kind of what it is rather than like um rather than like pushing it away or or um demonizing it right and 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 befriending it uh or trying to then i i've i've i feel like i've been able to make strides in 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 terms of at least my mental health right in in those parts of me that i were that i was told or or i believed that were you know not good or yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree, and I, I think like you know we've both done a lot of shadow work over the years since we've known each other, and I, I realized that a lot of the things I didn't like about myself, like the shadow side, was also giving me a lot of my power, my personal power, and if you don't come to terms with that side of yourself, you kind of lose that that ability to kind of control your own situations, because a lot of times I feel like that shadow pops up when you know you need a little help, like you know dealing with situations and kind of some of your charisma can come from that shadow side. And if you try to like push it down and push it down, 
you know, you're you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, it's not about necessarily like repressing it, but about um, um, you know, keeping it in its boundaries. It's kind of like the ego, right? It's like understanding yeah. and 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 using it and putting it in its place and and restructuring it. Um, I think that's. In, in the end, like the power that we have in in the physical realities and in any realities is the perspective we choose to have, right? And changing our perspectives in in the sense of uh, who we are uh, can be a big uh, paradigm shift if we can like if we can change that perspective more uh, permanently. I think it's like that's like my struggle of like going back and forth. Uh, it's like always like transitionary and like I'm trying to stay grounded more in 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 it um but the physical realities you know pull us back and we have to be grounded in that as well yeah for sure it's it's the alchemical journey you know it's 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 the combining you know it, i think that there are things that maybe creep in from outside but at the end of the day like the things that are us in our shadow is the same thing and it's like um like the tarot card temperance which is my which is my birth a <laughs> card actually for for Sagittarius, which I always thought was funny because it's combining the two things together and making something different. And I feel like that that's like it's so funny. Like with my personal like journey cosmically, I guess you could say for my soul, like combining those signs has been really kind of a, uh, an interesting journey and something that I, I I I should have started earlier. But you know, I think when you're ready, you're ready. Yeah, I mean that you you start when you're when you. When you've gone through the experience, and uh, uh, it's like the time is the time, you know. It's like you can't beat yourself up about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think you know. Sometimes uh, I forget who said it, but somebody said middle age is a great time for people that didn't get it right the first time or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel I, like yeah. I'm like getting the fir- first go at it in in some senses, even you know. Yeah. Uh, at, 35 i'm a little i guess younger than you but yeah still. No. <laughs> no yeah definitely I, I i think that yeah that's it's i i could see the cracks in my foundation showing up a few years ago where all of a sudden like i was having these like little like mental breaks you know and i was having these like really like 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 mini crises and i just realized now looking back at it that was all you know kind of like cracking the walls like the tower card like you know the tower like the walls have to fall before you can rebuild like you know, you can't just keep patching up the same foundations over and over again, and uh, and so like for sure, I feel like there's there's this like, you know, some people I think, you know, and, and I'm kind of envious of these type of people, but that just have everything figured out right away. So we do have a co-host on here, which is Ludovine, the uh, the schnoodle. Um, by the way, if you can hear, if you can hear her barking. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I feel like you know a lot of people, you know, and and, and it's so easy to like you know, envy them that kind of have it all figured out from the beginning. But, you know, what, what's the ride there? You know, like, what's the journey? You know, if you, I mean, really, you then, want to do it six years old, you know? And then that's, uh, you know, that's their journey. And yeah. I'm like happy for them. You know, if mm-hmm. you, uh, if you know, like what your Dharma is, your purpose in life is like early on and you're able to pursue that, that's awesome. Right. It's awesome that somebody can like be motivated in those ways and, um, be driven and, and, uh, stick to the one path. Um, my journey is my journey and it's been, you know, all over the place and different. And I try to do what's true to, you know, what I'm responsible for because I can't live other people's lives. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some kids can dunk a basketball at 16. That's never going to be me. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's like, you have to know your, uh, your boundaries and like yeah. where you lie. Yeah. 
It's like, well, maybe I can't dunk, but maybe I can pass better. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe uh, I just belong in a different game. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, maybe basketball is not my sport. Maybe it's tennis. You know, <laughs> it's definitely not golf. That's that sounds boring to me. <laughs> I, I played volleyball in high school, and that was fun. I enjoyed oh, really? Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, my cousin was like an all-American. Uh, oh, dang! In, in volleyball, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, I, I didn't inherit any of that athletic talent, but I have like three cousins <laughs> that were all Americans in sports. <laughs> and my dad was a track champion. Can you believe that? Like with my oh, that's tiny, awesome. tiny legs and my giant torso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's you know, I, 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 I'm learning to appreciate the journey more as I as I get older about. You know, looking back at how far you go, you know, because it's not, you know, in each step of my life, I think was kind of an interesting version of me. You know, sometimes it might have been a walking disaster in a lot of ways, but there were also obviously a lot of things to love there, too, because so many of my friends have carried through with me for all those years, you know, and all the people that care about you. And you can kind of judge, you know, it's easy to beat yourself up, but it's also easy to look back and say, well, if all these amazing people were there with me this entire time, then clearly I was doing something right, you know? Yeah, and I mean, and in the end, like the good and the bad, right? It's like we 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 have to get in, um, or not we have to, but it's good to come to terms with the, like that. Hey, it's just me, and I'm doing my best in each stage, and I hope that uh, I, I do better, right? And I treat people better, and I love uh, love more and hate less, right? At least that's my goal. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I've been reading some like Sufi wisdom lately. And, uh, you know, like a lot of the stuff kind of carries over. It's a lot of the same stuff you read in Buddhism and Christianity and everything else. But the idea of like not letting the external affect the internal and, you know, being humble, which is like something that's always been really hard for me is, is humility. And it's not that I actually think that I'm any better than anybody, but like we all get caught up in moments where you see somebody do something that you don't approve of. And you're all of a sudden like, oh, well, I would never do that. You know, but you don't. You look at all the things that you actually do, where people probably look at you and say, "I would never do that." Yeah, and I, be, I mean, I think a big problem of that is like uh, walking the walk and talking the talk, right? It's like a lot of us like are able to preach easily, like what we believe and or what we think we believe, but in the end, like, are we actually like following through with the actions that represent that? Right? I, yeah. I was like uh, getting into like. Um, this uh, one uh, uh, podcast on Colin um, and the podcast was interviewing an Orthodox uh, Christian and uh, it's a big part of their practice is the ritual right and like the part the ritual is part of the action of representing uh, the physical act of like what you believe and like following through in, in terms of that action uh, we, you know uh, respect that kind of belief in, in faith. Yeah, yeah. I, I always get confused when they say, like, you can't get into heaven with your actions because, you know, of course you can't buy your way into some sort of paradise, but, like, your actions do kind of show what your mental state is and your emotional state and your soul's journey. You know, if you're out stealing and robbing from people and committing acts of violence, then you're clearly not in a good spiritual place, right? You know, like, I yeah, think at I least the two things are tied together in some sort of level. Yeah, because it's like we are uh, physical manifestations, right? So mm -hmm. it's like the the mental is like reflected or refracted or whatever into from our our minds into like how we act. So I, I would say it's like I would it's not the 
the end all like judge of some something, but uh, but it's a good indicator, right, of where someone's at. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel like, and I, I don't know if we've talked about this, but the idea that the brain isn't really the seat of intelligence in your soul. It's sort of this. It's almost like a um, like a radio or like a, a transceiver. Transmitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like if if there's something wrong with you. It's not that the source is wrong. It's that the the instrument that's projecting the source has a malfunction. I mean, and and uh, a lot of that comes from the gut. It, it's not like you know, it's uh, it's how you how you eat and things like that, and mm-hmm. what you put in your body, and the other what millions of organisms that are actually you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so true. Well, I mean, think about like the ancient Egyptians. I mean, among other cultures, but you know, their thought about how all the organs were important in your your mind. You know, they would they would desiccate and preserve all your organs because they thought they were all important. Like your spleen, your liver, your heart were all important yeah. to your entire being. They and had this idea that purposes. we live in the brain is like is insane. <laughs> you know, you, just because we look through our eyeballs, like if our eyeballs were on our chest, we'd think that our brain was our chest. I mean, we're brought up in the very Western scientific method kind of mentality, right? Of like kind of what you see is what you know, and like what you could like prove in this way is like what is. Um, like knowable but i feel like that um that like uh sphere is like growing into the spiritual sphere in in some cool ways yeah i I think some cultures were like on this like way early i was actually listening to a podcast today about how um people in nigeria came up with binary like ten thousand years ago oh that's why (laughs) so yeah have you heard of ifa i actually learned this a little bit i took a class on divination um like an online, you know, one of these like Harvard, whatever, like free courses kind of thing. Uh-huh. And they talked about IFA, and it's this Nigerian uh, divination system that they guess goes back in some s- sort of form, kind of like the Chinese like tor- like tortoise shell thing, that it probably goes back at least 10,000 years. And it uses cool. cocoa nuts, like uh, or oh, coconuts. Wow. Yeah, and they toss them, and then they pick them up, and then they do like this, that, and the other thing, and they do it multiple times to get the answer. And That's it, cool. uh, works is in a binary pra- system. And is it still practiced? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. You can actually get like, you can learn in America. There are teachers here, apparently. Uh, but yeah, it's still practiced and you can go on YouTube and you can find videos of it, but it's based on a binary system. So they were using binary, you know, in West Africa, you know, how, you know, like who knows how long ago and apparently India too, and places in China, I'm sure too, you know, and who knows? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the Greeks and Romans and Persians probably had some kind of version of it. And the Mesoamericans, you know, I, I, I think these things that we think of as like new concepts, you know, there's, there's nothing new under the sun. It's just the applications you use for it. Yeah. And then the tools you have in the different eras, right, do affect like the application, I would say at times, like technology has been a big part of uh, good and bad in terms of that, that growth and application. Well, yeah, I mean, that kind of takes us back to the root of the whole, of the whole cast, right? You know, it's, yeah. it's like... It's like, and I, I hate to bring up somebody like Heidegger, who I'm not a big fan of, but the idea of like technology taking you over and like technology using you. What's that old like uh, adage? I forget who said it, but you know, ne- necessity isn't the mother of invention. Invention is the mother of necessity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like when, we we were all just fine before all these uh, all these things showed up. But then there has been like I would say a lot of growth and understanding and knowledge that has come out. It's just that we haven't used that, you, you know, use the tools well yet. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, um, or we're learning still. I think that's, uh, I, I like to like 
keep that mentality of like, and part of the learning process, making mistakes and hopefully, you know, learning from our mistakes. Um, yeah, it's, can, it's, that, that can be a messy uh, process. <laughs> it's, it's the birthing pain still of technology. We're still learning yeah. how to use it to, to best suit humanity in a lot of ways. I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways we get there, but I think it's kind of brought out some of our worst tribal instincts too. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, because you can find like the great thing about the internet is you can find the others, but you don't want to get locked in where you only find the people like yourself, you know? And I, I, I yeah, think that you can create some bad bubbles. In that yeah. One. Yeah. Like you don't want to end up in an echo chamber. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to listen to people that you, you think are anathemic to your, to your viewpoints. And I, and I, I try to do that and I, sometimes it makes my skin crawl, but I, I do think it's important to know, you know, that it's like, we're creating our own little bubble of, of the world through technology. And we're only seeing kind of what we're, what we're being shown because algorithms can only show you so much. They don't show you the big picture. You know, they don't show you what's actually going on outside your window. And I think a lot of us sometimes look at our phone before we look at our window. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I would say like the detoxing with the phone has been uh, good in the sense of like, I'm not like fully out, out outside of technology. Right. Cause that's still a part, you know, I still have my laptop, check my email, things like that. Um, but in a sense of like, and I would say psychedelics has been a part of that journey too, of like just reconnecting back with like the simplicities of life and, and that energy that's, you know, always around us that it just like takes perspective to like slow down and like look at, life in a different different way with a different uh lens lens um and then it can be simple and beautiful again yeah well what, why don't we get into that a little bit like because you're a little bit more experienced with psychedelics than i am so do you have any like anecdotal advice uh about how to get started how to do it safely um the, your best practices i mean i started uh i would say like a lot of people in a very recreational setting but with a group of good people who got me into uh mushrooms um and my journey has been kind of solo and i wouldn't necessarily recommend that and i feel like when i got into it it was psychedelics were kind of harder to get into and now that was about seven years ago now it's uh there's a lot of good resources out there and organizations that um, have been doing it for a while and people who are very well qualified, um, you know, to guide people. Um, but, you know, in the end, like, I think, you know, the go slow, uh, go low and go slow model is always good. And microdosing has been a great, um, I would say is, 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 has helped me a lot. And then in, also just having a, personal relationship with the substances and like knowing when to take breaks and uh listen to your uh you know the people around you that you trust because there have been times where i have gotten you know a little unhinged a little like not me um and that can happen if you know you can get into like a a cycle of ego where you think you're kind of growing but it's you're actually just getting you know creating a new cycle of um of a new ego that's uh you know, you think you're, you've progressed, but, uh, that's why it's important to have people around you to, to, uh, you know, be, to be good mirrors. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, people that you, uh, you should, uh, trust. And that's been, uh, difficult too with family, I would say, cause that's my journey has definitely pushed me away from my, uh, my parents. But at the same time, my, 
my siblings have come around more and have asked really, I would say, constructive like questions of uh, interest in terms of like my journey. Yeah, because this this really is like a, a like this wasn't the culture you were born into. Like you weren't born with like psychedelic hippie parents, you know, who were you know doing mushroom trips and stuff, right? Like, well, yeah, kind of yeah, new. exactly. Well, I mean, my my background is uh, if we get into that a little bit is sure. like immigrant Christian, you know, uh, Southern Baptist uh, evangelical in in a way, um, and Pentecostal kind of in that realm, and we immigrated here in 98 and so they were very very conservative christian and still are in their values and uh uh even to this day you know they think you, you know they they're trying to intervene and like have an intervention and like their their intervention is is jesus and like the only way for me to like find healing in any of my addictions or in my problems with mental health is like through jesus and only him right um, and so like, I have a different path in that. And so it's been a, it's a interesting, uh, you know, journey. Cause like, as I came out of the church, I really connected more with the Eastern, Eastern philosophies and Hinduism and Buddhism and that kind of non-dualistic approach in life a lot, a lot like easier and quicker, uh, than like I had with, uh, with Christian, Christian, Christian philosophies or Western philosophies. So. Yeah, I, mean, I think for some people that works really well, you know, and, and I'm not one of those people either. Like, I, I love Christian mysticism, um, you know, and some of the saints and some of the, the writings that they have. But, yeah, they just kind of like, you know, let go and let God thing. Like, I can't, I can't quite wrap my head around that. But if it works for you, it works for you. It's just not really my cup of tea either. But I did notice, I want to circle back because you were talking about, like, the other intelligences. Do you think, and I know a lot of people, like, I think Paul Stamets said that about how... Um, mushrooms might actually be like an alien intelligence or like an outside intelligence that gets into your body and helps open doors for you? Or do you think it's, uh, do you think it's just really just all within your own head? I mean, that's a hard one, right? And it's like, <laughs> I know. End, sorry I for dropping the, the heavy, the yeah, heavy ones on you. <laughs> I definitely like thought about it. And it's like, I would say in the end, it's like all speculative, but I think the easiest way I've been able to kind of wrap my head around it is thinking of us and everything in the world is um, data and coding, right? And mm -hmm. energy. And uh, in some way, like, uh, I look at, like, kind of what the elemental uh, signs do for us in terms of that. And I think we've gotten away from uh, practices like, you know, sun gazing, which I feel like, in a way, you're getting a download of data yeah. from the sun, right? In, in a sense. And so like in, in that same, same sense, I think with mushrooms and then where they came from and their origin is another right mystery. But I feel like it's, it's coding and data that like, um, you are able to like you, you process in a certain way and it gives you a different, like different outlook, a different perspective, you know, in this, uh, projection right this uh, this reality um and through different like hi histories and practices indigenous like we've learned with other you know herbs to to augment that in different ways right with ayahuasca or um, peyote or san pedro things like that um so i kind of like look at it in in that sense of like uh 
it it's uh, it's like augmenting the software essentially. Yeah, it's like a, for sure, right? Yeah, in that sense, uh, and it it gives me a different understanding, or I, I think a easier understanding of like what it's doing. It's, it's adding, it, yeah, it's adding a little like a little bit of an extra graphics card under your CPU, <laughs> letting you see if you yeah, can, couldn't see before. Yeah, yeah, and for and it's you know it's only for a moment, and um, I think the cool thing now with in terms of the science is like they're able to like actually look and see what's happening in terms of the biochemistry of um, the plant, right? In terms of like how these um, sub these chemicals are being synthesized in the plant, and then also like how our bodies are are interacting with them what receptors they're connecting to and and they're able to you know differentiate you know in terms of uh um which substances like are uh, attaching to serotonin A versus like what uh, MDMA is doing where it's like a more it's releasing oxytocin so it's like a different experience so it's uh it's really <clears throat> i i i think it's really uh it's uh, important and good that we're now able to like have that science backing yeah it's, it's kind of a shame that mda became a uh, mdma became a party drug because that oxytocin release is really amazing like you, your ability to connect with people like i've had people you know back in the day when you know i was more in the in the in the nightclub scene where yeah you know, i'd sit down <laughs> with somebody i literally couldn't stand you know somebody who like maybe a week earlier we try to fight each other and punch each other in the face and now we're hugging each other and th- and that holds over and then you see them the next time and you kind of wink and nod at them and you're you know and you may not be friends but like you just had a human connection with them and yeah, i'm not saying drugs like- are the yeah i'm not saying like the drugs are the answer but you know if you mm-hmm. used in a therapeutic setting for the right reasons they can certainly help yeah and that's like the cool thing i would say with mdma like the um um maps is a big proponent of that rick doblin and he's been a big part of uh legalizing right the use of mdma in ther- therapy settings so it's like high dose with a uh with somebody sitting with you and then doing you know cognitive or uh, behavioral therapy afterwards uh, or trauma therapy afterwards and they found like almost that it's like a not to you can't look at it as a panacea but like in the right setting you know for a lot of people it's not like a cure-all for everybody but for a lot of people it is um, giving almost permanent um, healing from you know PTSD or, or trauma um anxiety things like that yeah i think it's so important like like in this like getting understanding with somebody is so hard and you know maybe we just make our world leaders like get together and take a heavy dose and (laughs) if they still want to go to war afterwards we'll we'll let them have at it (laughs) apparently there's a like a a show or a movie on uh, i think it's amazon prime about like this retreat that like people go and like they're dosed with psychedelics and it's about like that whole like idea of like what would happen if you you know because it's like i think so a lot of people uh, timothy leary was one of those guys who proposed that right it's like you just dose everybody yeah i think robert antoine wilson was kind of on that train too yeah yeah i think and it's like this thing was weed but you know yeah but and it's like yeah you you can like you know if people it's one thing to like offer like the tool to people but then if they're not ready to go down that journey because it's a journey of what uh, of self right of of looking at the shadow and like dealing with your um your issues and if you know you're not ready to go down that road it it can be very destabilizing and uh, not good so it's it's uh 
you, you know, you could hope that it, it, it cures or, or fixes a lot of these issues, but then it's still um, that that process has to be taken in by the, the person uh, voluntarily. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've read any like Anthony DeMello, but, you know, that's one of his big things is, you know, you're not here to wake anybody else up. <laughs> Yeah, like you're here to wake yourself up. And if other people see that and they're inspired, that's great. But like you're not your journey is not to shake somebody by the by the the shoulders and say, wake up. Your journey is to is to do whatever it takes for you to wake up. Like it's sort of like a crashing airplane. Like you can't save yourself or you can't save somebody else. You you put the mask on yourself, you know, exactly. And I think that's like reflected a lot in like what in in Christianity, uh, I've I've seen it a lot in, uh, in Hinduism and Buddhism of like, you know, it's like, you can't disturb the ignorant. Um, it's it's not, it doesn't serve a purpose in the end. It doesn't serve a purpose because it's like, that's, that's their journey. You're almost creating Um, bad karma if you try to do that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because it's like your karma is like your what your journey is, right? Your yeah. dharma, and it's like if you're going against that flow, then it's uh, you're going, you're creating more in in that sam- that samsaric like cycle uh, uh, for this life to like release essentially, right? Well, I mean, it's in Christianity too. Like you know, you see the log in your brother's eye, but you don't, you know, you exactly. see the log in your brother's eye, but not the log in your own, or depending on the translation. Yeah, the spec. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I've, I've read too many different versions of that thing over the years. <laughs> uh, Same, but yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, man. I, I, I think uh, so. We're we're past the half an hour mark. Do you want to do you want to uh, put a little uh, hold on this for next time? Uh, it's up to you, man. Yeah, or do you, do you have somewhere else you want to go? Uh, not Is specifically. That... Yeah, All right. I feel like. Do you want to um... pick it up with tarot next week? Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about the but... mystical tarot from like uh, meditations in the tarot. Okay. With the tarot is like a as a spiritual journey. Nice, nice. I can uh, I can I think uh, contribute some to that. That would be amazing. All right, Mark. Like uh, let's uh, let's let's plan for the same time next week. That sounds great, Kevin. It's been fun, right. man. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks to anybody who's listening, and we'll see you next time.